<laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining um, our AMA. We got myself, Brandon, uh, Phil, and John here. Um, just really hope everyone's doing well through this um, crazy time. I know there's a lot of anxiety and uncertainty happening in uh, people's dynamics with relationships, economically, everything. And uh, we're, we're feeling it personally as well. Um, and I've had some really interesting moments going through this as I, I feel very calm through this. Um, I do have spikes in anxiety that pop up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, this has been something we've been aiming for and have seen these sort of problems, uh, for a while. Um, never thought that a pandemic be the case to start hitting the levers for the dominoes to start unfolding. But, um, so when you predetermine situations like this, uh, in your mind, you accept them a little more gracefully. Um, so and I've had this weird thought where it's like we've almost been building the arc of trying to take and create a hedge for humanity to push through this and, and come out the other end um, on a positive note. So it's been a pretty wild experience for me personally. I don't know if you guys have any uh, personal kind of comments to make on this current uh, situation the global economy is facing in this pandemic. You guys have anything to add? Yeah, I, I think the thing I would add is um, I'm I'm in Indonesia and Bali right now, and I spent a little time in Malaysia before that during the unfolding of a lot of really what we're seeing, and and it's truly a very global thing. I mean, you're seeing it's it's amazing how how much that's true where the streets are empty here the streets are empty in the u.s everywhere in the world it seems like you go there's similar eeriness and and kind of feeling of this is happening to all of us and and that's something that's uh as 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 painful of an experience as this is for everyone it's it's at least a reminder that we're all connected and all on the same planet mm -hmm. i'll start on one thing is that um, this is this is evidence of just how fast things can change in the world. You know, if I told you three months ago that the world could be in this phase on April on April second, like that would have sounded crazy. So yeah. when we talk about the the giant kinds of change, positive changes that we want to make in the world, it, if you really do get viral growth, um, mm -hmm. then the change can happen unbelievably fast. So. Uh, just because it's taken, it hasn't taken off uh, yet, doesn't mean that it won't when we get the thing right. Absolutely, that's a great point, Phil. Thank you for bringing that up. Because uh, we're, yeah, there's an article like that we're trying to button up. But that's a great point of the COVID is like a network effect in play of like the term of it's just the flu, but there's like a big a factor of like 1.3 of transmitting it versus the 3x. Uh, like metric that uh, COVID is. And it's like when you see that growth happen and that exponential growth, um, yeah, it can change like a blink of an eye. And um, yeah, it's, a, it's a, a real world. It's a bad case of it, of like how intertwined we all are. But um, economies can change just as fast as the mind changes. So uh, yeah, um, we look forward to 
hopefully shedding the light into uh, these dark times and really trying to push at least the conversations forward, but uh, really hope that we are part of the solutions and what can transcend into the future. Um, so yeah, like, uh, one, um, question, we had some really great questions, man, I'm really mm -hmm. impressed yeah. with the community and who follows it. I know we've kind of been in dormant mode, um, but we have some really high intellect people following this, uh, community. So I really appreciate the comments and questions, but hey, just want, to clarify one thing, Brandon, you know, you said dormant mode and that's, that's true on the public facing side. Yes. Um, and, and there hasn't been a lot of uh, clarity and explanation to the public, but in behind the scenes, we've made tremendous progress. Uh, it may not look like much yet, but tons has been done and continues to be done. So yes. I'll throw that out there. Yeah, that's a great point. It's like you get into this mode of ready for the public and then you learn and then you kind of burrow back to just do the work. Um, and that's been kind of the phase. So yeah, that, thank you for clarifying that, Bill. Um, so yeah, th this question came up is why are you doing this project in the first place? I, I think this is a tremendous question. I, I come from the background of construction and engineering and one of the tool sets we used, uh, when a safety accident happened was the five whys. As you ask five whys of a problem and you get to the root problem of the, um, of what needs to be fixed. So for me, I've gone down this path um, where you constantly ask, like, why is these certain negative things happening to societies? And it started uh, getting me down that rabbit hole that a lot of people go down. And um, for me, it's just um, to create, like, a, at least be a platform for discussion, like I think was the first early on phase of it. Then it turned into like, oh man, this is a really important idea. It needs to exist. I think someone will do it and some group of people will do it. And then it turned into analyzing that landscape. <laughs> and then it's been tough to grasp because I've always wanted to be in the background of all this. Like I don't, if you told me five years ago, you'd be doing an AMA, I'd be like, no, thanks. I just want to be in the background rooting whoever's doing it on like this is totally out of my uh, realm of who I am personally, but I know I need to step into different situations. Um, so it, it evolved into like, this needs to happen. And it's like, Oh crap. <laughs> like, were we that right? That like this needs to occur. And going through this, I, I've had a lot of like awakening of like, okay, this is game time. We, we really need to bring some of these things to life. So it's not uh, any personal gains, none of that. Like I, I, if the right thing financially for me should have been to stay in construction <laughs> and oil and gas. I got into crypto early enough where I should have just done the hodl gang crap. And I would have been probably way better off financially. <laughs> but you know what? something stirred in my heart that something wasn't right and I needed to, to work towards it. Um, and, and I'm so blessed to be working with such a passionate group of people. So that is why I'm doing it. I got two little ones and I'm fighting new to the nail for them that a brighter future lies ahead. 
So I think everyone should answer that one. That one's a great question. Mm -hmm. So Phil, you want to tap into that? Um, Yeah. I I mean, my basic answer is, is back in, back in the 2017 crypto boom. um, I I was thinking about all this stuff all the time. I was just thinking about crypto all the time. I was all excited. I was making all this money. And my wife said, what good does this do for the world? Okay, so young white men will get all the money instead of the old white men. You need to stop talking about this unless you can tell me how this is actually going to help everybody. And I didn't have an immediate answer. And I spent a bunch of time thinking about it. And I'd always been worried about uh, automation and the coming changes and thought UBI was cool. And had an epiphany that, oh my God, you could have crypto UBI. Imagine the new money system where at its genesis, money was created for everyone. Uh, and I, <clears throat> I thought it was a brand new idea. I got excited. And next day I Googled <laughs> it. But oh, people have been working on this for years. Good, I don't have to. Uh, but as I, I started reading my first white papers and, and you know, I found, you know, you, you MANA guys, you grant coin guys at the time um, and the other projects that were doing this. And none of it seemed quite right. There's lots of really interesting ideas. Ah, there's not the, the magic thing that I can just start screaming from the rooftops. Everyone's going to do this. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that all of it's way harder than I, than I thought. <laughs> uh, also along the way, I learned that, that this digital identity thing was a major uh, stumbling block that we need to solve before you can do the funner stuff of distributing money. Um, so yeah, I was just slowly been learning. I, I thought I knew something, you know, like two years ago. And then I spent a long time not knowing anything. And now <laughs> I know a little bit. And hey, uh, so I'm doing what I can. Awesome. Yeah, how about you, John? <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, it's it's been very much a journey. And um, a lot of what has happened and what's be- where we are now, I, I certainly didn't expect when this started. Um, for, for me, it began certainly before crypto and, and, and really with just an understanding of some of the problems with, with the global financial and economic systems. And, and I had always had this firm belief in this idea of, of basically voting with your dollar concepts of let's use, you know, so much, there's so many inefficiencies in, in changing the world through you know, though not to discredit them through things like government methodologies and stuff, it's just very slow. And, and sometimes the fastest and most efficient way to make change is, is through changing your spending, saving, investing habits. Um, and, and that kind of in coordination with this idea, uh, this developing idea of, uh, of, of a pro- the problems with some of these fiat systems like the U.S. dollar and that the way we're spending all our money, I mean, you can quote unquote vote with your dollar, but what if your dollar in and of itself has inherent problems and isn't the best solution to, to be that median. So um, with that, that was, I think for me and for a lot of people early on that, that were entering kind of the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency space was this idea of there's some really uh, revolutionary ways that we can maybe make more transparent and, and, um, and meaningful base layer for, for transacting value and creating money. And, and that evolved into what initially became GrantCoin um, from Eric, uh, the co-founder, who, who basically um, coined the term. And, and, our, and the idea behind it was, was essentially our initial phrase was currency with a conscience. And, 
It was just the idea of we want this underlying currency to be based on, on principles, you know, to be based on values, to have value based on values. And that, that was the concept. But, you know, this was a whole new landscape and a lot of it was totally uncharted. Um, we started when Ethereum didn't exist, when, when coin market cap was one page, when, <laughs> you know, a lot of things were very early on and a lot of these concepts just, they, they were very early and even exploring what the possibilities were. And that was the same for us. Um, but as time went on, we just started to realize and learn, like, how are we actually going to achieve this? And, 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 and what became, I think, a growing reality and lesson was, the importance towards simplification because you can't create a really truly scalable solution that has all these layers of, of, of bureaucratic and complicated elements to make it happen. And, and that evolved into uh, this really simple idea of, you know, why don't we distribute the new value created to everybody? And, and so for me, you know, basic income, wasn't something I was deeply aware of or familiar with when we started the GrantCoin project, but it became just such an obvious and clear uh, solution to make an equitable model um, to make this underlying goal of a currency with a conscience. And, and it, was, it was a very synergistic kind of just stepping, kind of moving into this. And, and then from there, it, it's been just meeting and, and coming across all of these other people who've come along the same revelation at the same time. I mean, it's really amazing when you see that, when you're on kind of the brink of a new idea, because it, it's, it's kind of this old kind of ongoing theme of when a new invention happens, they always say a bunch of people come up with it at the same time. And that's certainly <laughs> true. I, I think we were absolutely not the only ones thinking about this and we quickly learned that. And, and I think at first there was this hesitation with everyone of like, Oh, you know, we're all in our own little corners trying to do the same thing. And then this, this growing realization of like, okay, we need to be working together on this, not all just competing in our own little corners because we have to make this actually happen. We have to, to create a reality. And, and so, you know, it's, it's just been a, a lot of unexpected surprises and turns in, in, into something that's just growingly more and more, not just a, an abstract idea, but something I really see as a very clear cut and necessary and important solution yeah. Um, and that gets cool. me more excited about day by day. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and to summarize here, like, I don't know if some of the people read our last email, but these are, these are theoretical ideas, uh, with uncharted territory. And I think one of our biggest mistakes that I, I think we've made is, uh, having higher expectations of what we could achieve with not the data and the technology maturity of what it can fulfill. And I think we've let a few people down and it's disheartening for sure. Um, but I don't think we would have gotten to this point if we didn't have that optimism because yeah, we're trying to change the world for the better. And <laughs> you, you have to have a level of optimism because we're just getting left and right critics of different things and we'll we'll go through those questions so awesome yeah so let's uh start here um i guess we'll start from the top down here 
Um, okay, cool. If gold is more stable than the dollar, then why would you peg the mana dollar fiat? Uh, yeah, so um, I think Phil's a great one to answer that, and John, I'll let them take that one. <laughs> I don't know, be great to the, the world runs on runs on fiat, not not gold. Uh, is is, mm -hmm. the, is the simplest answer. You know, we yeah. we wish that we could just make a new money and have that be instantly stable, but that doesn't work that way. Uh, you know, Bitcoin has lots of things going for it, but it certainly isn't stable at this point. And it is the mm -hmm. the granddaddy of uh, of all of this these new forms of money. Um, yeah, the U.S. dollar is the reserve currency of the world. Um, everyone sort of understands it. Everyone has access to it. Uh, so in order to make fewer different things that people have to adapt to all at once, uh, pegging it to the U.S. dollar, we think is uh, the simplest and, and most effective thing. In the long run, we hope that there's more interesting things. And, but for right now, it's the least disruptive. Yeah. Yep, hundred practical, yeah, just what the day to day. Yep, to get the more meaningful. Yeah. We we got too utopious in the future of, um, so agreed. Um, yeah, just us very very briefly, Brandon, to add to that, it, it's it's understanding that we have these longer term, bigger visions that are more on that utopious um, kind of changing the way the world operates. But then there's shorter term. You have to work with how the world is today and something we've increasingly realized. If you want to make impact today and in the near term, that's the only way to do it. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw one more thing. Is if, if, we get, if we get 10 million people in the world to believe that a man a dollar is worth a dollar, to then get those same people to believe that some free-floating mana currency also has value of something greater than zero, once they already believe the pegged version, uh, it, it's, it's a much smaller uh, mm -hmm. change to make. Yeah. 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 And, and, and from my perspective, we're using mana, like that, that's the term of like the currency or whatever. But if you look at the definition, it's an unexpected gratuitous benefit. That's what we want to provide in people's lives. It's not some specific. We just want that goal to be achieved. You know what, and we just want to use whatever the best tools or resources are there. And nothing is certain of what's going to happen. We are trying to portray what we hope and what we're working towards. But like a blink of an eye, we never know what's going to happen in this world. Um, so, uh, yeah, nothing is certain and we're going to work towards and we need others to get on board and not just totally depend on a group of volunteers to make this stuff happen because it's got to be a collective effort to push all those forward. Um, so, okay. Um, will my referrals receive their previous mana distributions because they're unable to verify themselves until bright ID becomes available? Um, yeah. So the referrals were a good strategy. It was too complex with the distribution of it. Uh, we're reassessing how referrals should even function into the next phase. Um, and if there is a small subset of people that onboarded, thank you for uh, referring people. We want people that did refer to be um, rewarded. Um, so we will assess that uh, when the time comes. 
Um, so thank you for referring uh, to your network. Really appreciate that. Um, why have I not received free mana for some time now? Um, yeah, if you're following, just we're, we're in a, a transition phase. We're extending our resources a bit too much, and we had to consolidate our efforts. Um, and the focus is really ramping up uh, Bright ID and uh, getting that unique identity uh, solution solved and the meaningful distribution of value solved first. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, the previous correspondents have kind of shared what uh, the status has been. And Brent, also throw in that the, 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 the systems that were being used to operate the blockchain and do the distributions uh, were very capital inefficient. So yes. the organization, which right. has very little money, uh, was spending a tremendous amount of, of money and unsustainable just to sort of run the, the tech stack to, yep. do it, to continue what was being done. We're in the process of evaluating better tech stacks that are a thousand times more capital efficient um, such that we can we can do we can do all that needs to be done in the past and and much more in the future uh, in an affordable manner so that's that's why it's been paused because it was too expensive to keep doing it the way we would do yeah yep. yeah that's a great point um because yeah like the our theories would not work if we take in money and just expend it <laughs> to operate it needs to be money coming in and leverage it uh in magnitudes that we hope 10x higher at some point where every dollar comes in and we 10x it out um so yeah that's a good point thank you for uh clarifying there and jump in to i'll, I'll pass some of these on to to y'all here um this is an interesting statement or question here can you please add more interactive ways in the marketplace where aspiring entrepreneurs are helped by experienced entrepreneurs in exchange for mana or mana dollars for helping each other out in a non-selfish and or self-sustainable way which is good for the platform and good for all entrepreneurs as it is fair inclusion um yeah you guys one of you guys want to take that one on? I, I'd say from a general perspective, it's, it'd be wonderful to have a feature like that down the line. Uh, some of that's going to be, uh, we, you know, we can create maybe the tool set for people to do that and, and encourage it. In the end, it, it's hard to say how effective it'll be unless the community really drives that. But I, I have a feeling once we have an opportunity to really develop a quality marketplace that we're going to see some, especially since it's founded on, on principles of more like community driven connected philosophy that we're going to see some really cool things emerge from it in terms of what the community does and how they interact and how they help each other. And uh, at least from what we can do, I would love to build a community that that's helping each other. That's kind of like, sounds like a print almost an apprenticeship style, uh, like a digital apprenticeship um, program of helping young entrepreneurs and business people uh to to learn from the older and wiser ones so i, I love it in theory it, it's it's absolutely something that would be great to integrate but it certainly would be a little bit down the line yeah i, I think it's a beautiful idea and in, in, it can also be something that develops 
organically you know, in the Swift that, demand yeah. marketplace. Uh, there got to be a, a Telegram group of Swift demand sellers that they just created it themselves. Um, and they, they talked about, you know, tips and tricks and figuring out better ways to, to, to run their, run their businesses. Um, so, uh, it, yeah. it, it's funny because we, we want there to vote. We want there to be competition, um, mm-hmm. to make it as efficient as possible. You know, capitalism does a really good job of meeting the needs of paying customers. Um, right. Uh, but I also think, especially with, with the community being sort of focused, especially at the beginning on, on values that sellers are more likely to want to help each other than in, on eBay or Amazon marketplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think bright ideas actually done a really good job of like curating different, uh, tasks, um, for community members to kind of take on. So, uh, yeah. So, um, can I register again in mana since my old registration is not verified yet? Uh, yeah. Like with the bright ID system, um, everyone will have to go through that. Um, we're not sure how the migration of verified users would occur, but, uh, once we roll that out, I highly suggest people to, uh, just download bright ID and get reconnected on there. Um, Y'all have anything? And, and you'll be able to link link that that brand yeah. ID to your existing Mana account if you already mm-hmm. had one, and if mm-hmm. you didn't already, if you're a new user, then you'll just get a new Mana account linked yep. to your yep. yep. Um, I've signed up over a year ago and no Mana yet. Sent my ID and everything. Okay. Yeah. Again, we we've uh, had to put a standstill on the process of verifying. Um, and we'll, we'll go through who actually did that legitimately. Um, and if it's not too time extensive or resource burdensome, the people that did do it. But again, highly suggest when we roll out the bright ID flow, um, to go through that process. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, what do we got here? Okay. I've been following the project for a while and I fully support the ideals and objectives. My compound question is about governance. In the long term, should your vision be realized, the parameters by which your ecosystem will operate, percent circulation redistributed may become contentious variables. As a collection of organizations, hedge free man, ready, mana based, uh, with some shared officers, what scope will the users of MANA and MANA Dollar have to influence the decision-making in these organizations, elect officers, and potentially prevent uh, cronism? Will the user, users of, yeah. Will the users of MANA have an opportunity to be represented any executives or oversight bodies? Do you have any kind of timeline for addressing governance? Thanks for your time. Um, yeah. I would like your guys' uh, um, thoughts on that one before I respond. Well, I think I think Phil's probably the best to answer this. Um, he's uh, really helped head Bright ID's governance model, which is uh, a DAO structure that's really innovative. So, Phil, do you want to start off and take this? Yeah, I'll try. So, uh, I'll start with the one I can't answer first, which is timeline uh we don't we don't specifically know that that needs to get figured out um but from a um 
from a vision standpoint, from a mission, absolutely. And we, we, we do not want this to be uh, a fief, fiefdom of a few people at the top di dictating everything. Um, it Hedge for Humanity right now uh, you know, has, a, has a small board. We certainly look to uh, expand that, get way more diverse than it is now. We absolutely recognize that as a, as a gaping problem uh, that needs to be addressed. Um, Hedge for Humanity at, at this moment is not, is not doing very much. Um, as it does more, we'll, we'll get more and more uh, folks involved um, and, and, and have a, a, a variety of ways that, that people can be involved. One of the things that, that Bright ID enables is much more interesting forms of democracy. Um, so there's uh, liquid democracy where, where lots of people can, can channel their, their voting power to the people that they think are best placed to make those decisions, yet when they're not happy can instantly change that around. It's not like you vote for president and you're stuck for four years. Um, uh, there's, 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 uh, there's quadratic voting. Uh, which is a really cool s system that lets people uh, have minority opinions matter more if they're willing to use extra resources to, uh, to vote on a particular issue. And, and on, the, on the Bright ID side, where we have had the most focus on governance, um, we are uh, already run by a DAO. The, 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 the founders of Bright ID have given up uh, all control and economics to the DAO, um, and only only have their uh, their voting their voting membership. As of today, there's there's 13 members uh, of of the DAO. We plan to expand that. Don't know how how many more. Sort of figure we're we're hoping to kind of move towards 100 and see how that feels uh, in terms of being sort of efficient and getting things done, but still being well decentralized. Uh, anyone that has uh, interest and, and time and, and passion for this uh, would be welcome to come talk to us and, and we could see if there's a, there's a, role, a role for you there. Um, mm -hmm. That is certainly a place that, that anyone in the community can theoretically uh, join. At this point, all, dis all decisions, including the membership of the DAO, are made up by the DAO. So uh, it takes, right now, there's 13 members, it takes seven votes to become the next member. Yeah. Uh, John is in the John is in the queue. He hasn't gotten the votes yet mm. uh, because no one no one controls it. So uh, I have voted for John's admission, uh, but he's not gotten the requisite votes yet. Um, yeah, in terms of, uh, of of oversight, yes, we we want there to be oversight. Also, in terms of being open with the community, like on the bright ID side, everything is wide open. Um, everything is is open source. Uh, on chain, it is available for anyone's review. There's not there's not backroom dealings. Um, so I, I I hope and assume that Hedge for Humanity will will be very mm -hmm. similar in its in its openness. Yeah, absolutely. And and there's like from my uh, like I I'm not as in tune. I found it very interesting for the people that don't know what a DAO is. It's a DAO, a decentralized. Decentralized Autonomous Organization is the acronym. I look at it more as a distributed kind of organization. And what's ironic through this is like, we've been promoting and we've gotten criticized of like, you don't have an office, you guys are all working remotely. 
and now all of a sudden like in this pandemic hits and now we look like this is a breeze for us to just adapt to how we function we haven't nothing's changed so again when you're ahead of the curve on things it seems abnormal in the day-to-day but again things can change very quickly the dow structure and community voting i still think is um is a very unique idea and i think it's has its place um but i think there's some inefficiencies as far as uh like currency and monetary policy uh, i see that as not the average user should even think about it money should just be working for people um so uh yeah i think there's gonna have to be different rule sets uh for how people get engaged and stuff like that but the the theory is very much in line with what we want to uh, go towards and uh, open sourcing more of the mana based development is going to be an important step. Uh, and then yeah. of course, hedge free manity has to be, uh, it's like the bridge um, being a 501c3 tax exempt us based organization. Um, so there's specific rules that it has to abide by. So yeah, it's just going to be a journey, but what you stated there, in that question, uh, that is some goals we want to aim towards for sure. Yeah. And a great question, a very well thought out question. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude, we have smart people. Like our community is awesome. <laughs> like there is a few that chime up that are a little uh, distracting, but we have an amazing community I and mean, it's going to expand once we open a, the bright ID, uh, doorway, I think it's going to be a tremendous influx of excitement and optimism. Um, I was just wondering how long it takes for my profile setup. I have been waiting months and I'm still not able to use it. Is there anything I should be doing? No, we're, we're just, again, we were diluting our efforts and energy too much. And we had to really refocus on the steps and the roadmap to really come to make this a viable mm-hmm. uh, solution. Um, this one's interesting. This I think is a really, uh, this, I don't think you'll mind me saying Michael 10. He's been one of the most patient, awesome, uh, community members that we've had. If you don't follow him. He's a, an interesting fellow. Um, I hope Bitcoin cash, simple ledger protocol is researched as a method of securing the mana blockchain, potentially enabling Ultra low sub penny fees. Will Bitcoin Cash SLP tokens be researched as a way of securing the mana blockchain and enabling transaction fees? They're about fractions of a penny. Um, yeah, one of y'all, I, I, I would like to respond to one of you guys' um, responses to that. Uh, from a, from a broader perspective, uh, I think at this point we're open to whatever solution best allows us to make mana achieve the goals it needs to. Um, so from that angle, I, I don't see any reason why we wouldn't look into it, but there have been specifically, I know even with Bitcoin cash brought up some concerns, um, Basically, about the there's the main issues are one is the feasibility of of creating wallets for all our users without there being a a cost because a lot of times you know each one of these wallets has to have 
value in it just to start. And then you have to have a whole developer network around it. So it's right now, I know we have a few options that are maybe the, the top and, and, and um, one we're considering is like a side chain Ethereum. Um, but it hasn't been decided yet. So I, I would say it's certainly something we'll look into. Um, if, if some of our uh, developers haven't already, I, I don't know a ton about Bitcoin cash myself, so I can't provide too much specific details there. Yeah. I, I would say that, uh, if, if there's someone out there listening that does know a whole lot about yeah. the, the Bitcoin cash SLP tokens, I'd be happy to, to, to hear them out. Sort of Bitcoin yeah, cash has absolutely. not been a focus, uh, of, of, of my efforts. Uh, but really, we're we're looking to find the right next landing place for this. Yeah. Um, so uh, anything anything is on the table. Uh, but if you really think that this is the answer that that we should be pursuing, let us know. And and if you guys have some other place you think it should be, uh, let us let us know. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Sitting behind me on the wall is my is my Ethereum diamond, and and that's that's where a lot of my focus lies. So. Uh, I'm I'm inclined to to put it somewhere in the Ethereum world or sidechain of Ethereum, um, but uh, you know we, we've talked about Ravencoin, we've we've talked in the past about Stellar, uh, you know we've mm-hmm. talked about uh, creating a chain on Bright ID called ID Chain uh, with with a different different set of of, val- of picking validators. Uh, so really anything's on the table. Uh, if you feel passionately about any one thing or want to help us figure out the best one, please reach out. Yeah. So to, to close up there, um, I love this suggestion. I, I think we have always come from an agnostic perspective of like when we launched, we thought about launching in Bitcoin and uh, Ripple at the time. Um, we actually had a gateway in the Ripple. But uh, the landscape was way too immature, and that's why it was such a great idea. It's been brutally difficult, but to have a separate chain to kind of scurry through all this, because if we did land too early on one, we wouldn't have been able to go through the growth curves as well. And so our focus is being very dynamic uh, to adjust in the flexibility as the landscape evolves. And we are positioned extremely well. I also think the halvening is going to be an interesting time period in all of this. Um, so, yeah, well, thank you for the suggestion. Um, and, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely take a look. I know there's some challenges with Bitcoin Cash um, that are there and the different ticker symbols that have some really strong opinions. Um, so we're, we're looking at it all. And we look at it at very – I've – Personally, I'm very agnostic. I don't care what the winner is. I just want the best solution to come out and make the best impact on people's lives. That's all I care about. So um, as a researcher, how can I get involved in the development of Mana Mana Dollar Hedge for Humanity? What knowledge areas are important for further development and could be supported by academic research? I think John, if you could tap in that and then Phil, you probably have some opinions on that. Yeah, there's a few things that immediately come to mind. From the nonprofit side, the more research and and the more robust, detailed uh, 
information you have to present is always helpful. So there's, there's absolutely always a need from a nonprofit perspective to, to have good research. And also from a perspective of understand making wise economic decisions and, and smart moves, the more data we have, the better decisions we can make and the better we can present the problem. Um, so there's that whole side of the thing. And then of course, uh, we're working in a landscape that's, that's constantly inventing itself. So um, researching possible solutions like we just talked about with uh, the previous question of, of what blockchain do we land on, uh, that's certainly an area where research can, can help out. I, I, I don't think there's any shortage, honestly, of different ways. And, and certainly there's probably priorities, but um, absolutely there's anyone interested in helping out from a, a research perspective, especially if you have a background in it, uh, we certainly would have many ways in which you could utilize that talent to help the overall project. I'll mention that this, this particular question uh, came, came with a much, much longer description of, 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 of who the, this community member was and, and the, the skill set that he has. And we've already reached out saying, yes, we would love to continue to talk <laughs> to you and, and, and figure out how, how we can bring your awesome skills uh, Okay, the, you guys did reach out to him further. Yeah, yep. Johnson yeah. it this morning, I think. So, okay, great. Awesome. Um, yeah, you know, we are we are at a point there. There, there are so many things. Um, we sort of we we are we are juggling. If people have ways that skills that they have, uh, please you know come to us. Tell us your skills, but it's but it's also got to be sort of self directed. Uh, mm -hmm. We love to ask people. Hey, you know, they say, what do you, you know, how can I get involved? And it's kind of like, well, what are, what, are, what are you good at? What are you interested in? And, and please find a, find a task that, that works, that works yeah. for you. Um, I, I wish we were at the point where we could just be ready to assign things to people and, and, and have it be streamlined. We're, we're not there yet, but if you're a self-starter with great ideas, please come, come help us yeah. make it better. Um, this is a ratchet. It only goes one way. Um, <laughs> So, and uh, you know, the other side of that is it's a wonderful opportunity for someone who does have that personality type, who really wants to, to lead a, a, an element of this project. Here's a great opportunity that maybe in, in a more evolved uh, organization, you may not get that opportunity. So um, yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a, it's a great way for someone who's self-disciplined and can kind of run in, in an area they're talented in to, to have that freedom to, to really make an impact. And, and, I, and I want to clarify that the, 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 the things that, that we need really can, can be anything. So um, yeah, unlike the bright ID side, uh, we're a pretty nerdy bunch. We, we don't have, we don't have any Twitter game, right? Like mm -hmm. we need someone that, that, that has social media skills to like write better. Yes. We, we don't have any bright ID memes yet. We need some memesters to, to figure out how to, you know, in, in four words and a picture, explain what we're doing and how people should relate to it. Um, yeah. We recently had, you know, someone just wrote, wrote an article and put it up on Hive. That was awesome. We had somebody that said, hey, I want to host uh, uh, an Asian Bright ID Hour. Because the the one that the weekly Bright ID Hour that we run now as a video conference um, is, you know, it's it, it's it's four o'clock Eastern time on Fridays, which is terrible if you're in Malaysia. Mm -hmm. So uh, great, you know, like yeah. 
hosted at another time. Um, we've got we've got uh, a new community member who's helping us look at our anti-civil algorithm because that's that's his knowledge base. So really, whatever it is that that you that you have, um, you can distill it down. Great. Yeah, that's a great point, Phil. I, we, I mean, there are, when you look at our organization, there's some technically advanced elements to it that really do require a high degree of specific technical skills. But that being said, there's a lot of areas where a lot of very important skill sets are needed that a lot of people have. I mean, like social media across the board, I don't think, I think a lot of us, our, our number one favorite thing to do isn't go on Facebook and Twitter. And so that's something for for ID, for Tree Humanity, for MANA, we'd, we'd love that. Things from the nonprofit side, I mean, if, if you are passionate about maybe doing grant raising or fundraising, things like that are wonderful. Um, you know, there's just so many ways in which you can get involved that are maybe not so technical if that's, if that's something that is um, intimidating about our project to, to keep in mind. So thanks. I haven't for seen a single TikTok yet about this. <laughs> who, who out there is going to make the first TikTok? Yeah. yeah. Social media, we got, yeah, we get hammered of, you guys aren't active enough on social media. It's like, to, uh, social media is an animal in itself. I personally really don't spend much time on it because it can be just a time suck slash frustration element. Um, and then the metrics that you pull from it are pretty irrelevant to some degree um like on click-throughs to download or to get asks or money or whatnot for donations um and one that really was interesting to me was when because uh, <clears throat> yang yang that yang gang or whatever they did a pretty good job of like getting some some trending whatever hashtags but even those don't relay into real world you know so people like think this digital era is like reality, but it didn't convert into votes, <laughs> you know, and that's the difference is like what it, we will fail at this mission. If we think we're going to solve all the problems behind the computer, these are real world problems that we need people to get really engaged in their communities or families. And if that mm -hmm. does not happen, this is not going to succeed. So I tend to put my energy on trying to be the best husband, the best father, the best community member that I possibly can be and not sit back and just be behind the computer thinking I'm so solid saving the world, you know? So uh, anyway, that's my point of view. Sorry, a little, uh, yeah, sorry. That wasn't <laughs> the great energy level, <laughs> but yes, memes are great. I love different memes or gifts or whatever. Those are funny. Um, okay, John, you want to read this one? You put this one in here. I like this one. This is right up your alley. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that when you get into a project like this, you, you do get a wide variety of, of questions and personalities. Um, so th this is, I think it's important and not to discredit the person who wrote this, but we get, we get a lot of, of frustration too of like, you know, I emailed you or I set up a help desk ticket. We get a lot of people asking a lot of questions and a lot of angles and, and it, it can be very hard because we are a volunteer staff and we're trying to work very specifically on progressing forward. So 
uh, for anyone out there who's, who's reached out and been passionate and had ideas they want to present to us and philosophical talk conversations they want to have, I mean, we'd love to respond to everybody. We'd love to constantly be in dialogue, but it's challenging because that time spent doing that directly takes away from our time where we can work on other things to, to really move the project along. And especially when this is all volunteer based and, and, and really like very tight budget based, it, 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 we have to prioritize. Um, but uh, <laughs> so this question is, all I have is love. When that love feels hurt or betrayed, will that be the downfall of the monetization of currency? What goes up must come down, gravity if I'm not mistaken. Unless we are decentralizing currency with social distancing space, <laughs> then the gravity of the matter would be zero. Slowly be surely weakened with time and space. But with that said, if space is configured into the equation, then the future is already known. The markets are controlled just as everything is foreseeable, but the eyes in the skies and above prove me wrong. But wait, you knew I would send this. I, I didn't know you'd send this personally, but um, I think underlying that there's there's some elements that I definitely, you know, I think love is uh, needs to be a, a core value of this project. And um, I don't know what else to add, but... Yeah, I think it's a great. I don't know where that came from, if it was poem or what, but yeah, like yeah. I, I see it as like when we started off on this, how do you quantify love or hope? Yeah. You know, like you can't put a price tag to that sort of thing, you know? And uh, that's what we're trying to do is to give hope to people that there is a bright future and we're going to keep fighting tooth and nail to make it happen. Um, so thanks for that comment. Really interesting uh, comment, statement, uh, question, whatever it was. Um, okay, well, let's wrap this up with Mana, and then we'll have some specific bright ID questions here. Um, when can I withdraw uh, Mana? So we're still getting the stabilization of the blockchain, and then we'll open that up probably for a few days or a week if people want to withdraw it. Um, I yeah you can do whatever you want with it um but uh yeah if you were with the kata phase um we just put everything in uh cold storage and, and just uh kind of made it happen as we progress forward um so i have a few bright id questions um so what would be this was more directed to you phil um so what are the next steps for uh, getting um, uploaded and um, connected into the social graph uh, for Bread ID? Yeah, so uh, we, you know, we've not built out the full integration with MANA yet, but, but anyone can get Bread ID today. Uh, Bright, the Bread ID app, uh, it, so it's a smartphone app. Um, it's available on both the uh, Apple Store and Google Play Store. Uh, you can just search for Bright ID, uh, all one word on either of those, uh, or go to brightid.org, our website, and there's a link right at the top to, to get to those uh, applications. Um, once you get in, it'll just take a minute to, uh, to, to set it up on your, on your phone. Um, it'll ask you to add a picture and a name. Important to note, those are only shared with your peers. Uh, they're not collected and stored by Bright ID. 
because uh, Bright ID doesn't want your data. Um, so, uh, and then you start making connections to people you know. Now, if you don't know anyone that's not that's that isn't already on Bright ID, uh, you're not going to be able to get verified. Um, but you are always welcome to come to the what is now once a week Bright ID hour, uh, Fridays at 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Um, we will be adding additional time slots uh, in the future. Um, and if if a bunch of people come, uh, we will add them faster. So um, easiest way, so you can you can reach out uh, through our website. Uh, we're also there's a an active Telegram for Bright ID. Um, you can yeah also yeah, you know John and Brandon and I we're, we're all uh, happy to to make make connections. Yeah. Um, so absolutely. Uh, yeah, you got like Bright ID's gotten some really interesting energy shifting into it uh tell us about the influx of energy and the interest yeah parties. so um bright id was uh totally was very had a long period of time of of, of being uh fully volunteer there, there wasn't there was no money uh, we spent a long time trying to come up with a funding model that would work for bright id um both in the very long term, sort of imagining if Bright ID became this, this protocol used by all of humanity and was super important uh, and billions of people relied on it, okay, we gotta make sure that, that it's robust and, and has ongoing support. Um, so, you know, it's, it's TCP IP. How do you make sure that that's gonna always be, be healthy? Um, and then also, until we get to the point of, hey, we, everyone knows it's important, uh, how do you how do you bootstrap it to get going? Um, we spent a long time thinking of ideas that didn't work. Like this, this couldn't be a VC funded thing um, because it needs to be a public good. So nobody, no one gets to own equity, including the people that created it, uh, and certainly not VCs. It's 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 not about it's not about profit. But you need to pay the developers. So in in December, uh, we launched our funding model uh, that has both a long term and a short term aspect to it. Uh, yeah, if you search for sponsorships and subscriptions on the Bright Eddy site, you can learn more and be happy to talk about it on Telegram. Um, but basically, in the, in the long run, uh, all users will be sponsored on the network for $1 each. Some, some entity or person will pay for people to come on. Uh, Hedge for Humanity plans to pay for a bunch of people to come on. Um, we expect a lot of commercial applications will also do this action. Um, but uh, this influx of money has allowed us to, to hire a number of people from our long-term team to work full-time on Bright ID. Uh, and you get way more done when you have four full-time developers than zero full-time developers. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I think the awakening of people understanding the problem and what Bright ID solves has been a big uh, shift of people's interest. And I'm really proud of mm -hmm. the Bright ID team and really blessed to be uh, working so closely, um, especially with the mission of Hedge for Humanity. So, and also, hey, while, while we're on this, I want to show real quick for people that have never seen Bright ID that this is what it looks like. Mm -hmm. um, so, so it's on your phone. Uh, here's my profile. Um, I currently have a verified score. I've made 143 connections, um, and and I can Dang. easily I can easily make a make a make a new connection with someone else just by by yep. scanning a, mm -hmm. a QR code. Um, if anyone's trying to scan this code right now in this video, it's 
not going to work because they're, <laughs> they're, they're time they're time limited. So by the time you get a chance, yeah, uh, show them the stickers too. Can yeah. You, so can... what he's saying there is, uh, so these these three little little icons uh, are, are three different verification methods, um, and and so right now I'm. I'm, I'm as verified as you can be in Bright ID. Right now, there are there are only three. In the future, there will be more. Um, different nodes can run different algorithms to uh, analyze our social graph. Um, and also, let me just pop up real quick our social graph. Uh, yeah, please show that. I don't think I've ever seen it. And yeah, Donator. A lot of UBI projects are. Uh, and that that I think was Adam's original goal when he first I met him was like, how do we combine all these different forces? Right. Are together? you looking at the graph of dots now? Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. so, yep. Looks like so, the coronavirus spread. So th this is this is the current uh, Brady social graph. Um, oh. Right now there's that. Oh. You know, Fifteen hundred. Uh, 1,500 dots, including these ones out on the periphery. Uh, and then there's, I don't know, 450 verified, verified users. Um, so here's, here's me. Uh, and all these red ones are people that I'm, I'm connected to. Where am I? That's the got to be somewhere. Wait, wait, wait. So what is the, this is around the uh, central node, right? That's uh, well, there's no central node, it, you know, so uh, because Adam Stollard and I have been making connections to the most people for the longest, uh, we kind of end up in the center of this. But if one of you goes out there and becomes a champion connector and connects to a thousand people, uh, you will become the center. Oh, there I am. I see my goofy uh, picture. So yeah, there's, <laughs> there, there's, there's Brandon. And it's also worth noting, so I mentioned before that, that the pictures uh, and names are not shared with Bright ID. This graph I'm looking at right now, the only pictures here are the ones that I personally collect. collect. Yeah. So every picture here is from my device. Um, and if you guys loaded up the same graph, none of you would see these pictures unless you connected with people. Um, That's pretty mm. cool. Yep. So, um, yeah, I was reading up on the game theory of like everyone's heard of the six or seven degrees that Kevin Bacon is. Yeah. Uh, again, it gets into these theories of network uh, effects and stuff. Is that like uh, I've heard of 1.3 connection point to every human. Um, and if you look at our DNA strands and all that, like we are so interconnected as a species. <laughs> it's not even funny. So we're all brothers and sisters. We got to work together to push everyone forward. Thanks for sharing that, Phil. Wow. That was a yeah, pleasant that was surprise. Great. I think we should wrap up on that note. Is there anything that want to close out here you guys want to say as I wrap this up here on the recording? Well, yeah, thanks everyone who took the time to listen to this and has continued to follow our project, whether you're someone who just discovered it or who's been along this crazy ride for a while. Um, and uh yeah hopefully we'll have more really uh, uh interviews or amas and discussions like this coming up to, to keep everyone captivated and up to date yeah, and i'll just throw out you know as i said at the beginning um exponential growth uh it may look pathetic for a long time compared to linear growth uh but once you once you sort of reach the knee of the curve um the the potential for for it is so much bigger so let's let's hope that we've just been in the the, the boring unimpressive part of that of that growth curve all this time and, and we're about to 
Yeah, the S curve. It's an S curve or a bell curve, depending on the different metric. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And um, yeah, I, I just want to thank everyone for their patience. Uh, this has been a very, like Phil said earlier, like stupidly hard deal. Like it's been days where it's like, man, I don't know. This is really hard, <laughs> and we keep going and. Uh, it's been a team to keep when one of us is down to pick them each other. I've had a few moments of that recently where I've, I've resorted to the team to really recoup my energy. Um, and that's just, we're human, you know, and, and having a solid team working for a similar passion is so important. And, um, yeah, we're trying our best. And like I said, we're, we're we felt like we, we've kind of been building the arc <laughs> and we welcome everyone to join us as we try to weather through this storm and get to the other side uh, with a brighter future to, to be had. So, um, yeah, uh, we look forward to, we'll be, as people have more time, um, yeah, I just re-updated my Zoom. So I think uh, we've gotten some feedback that more um, uh, verbal communication and uh, what we're learning is some of our thoughts and uh, discussions are actually really good content to be sharing with y'all. Uh, so we don't want to inundate with inefficient uh, information or just uh, nonsense, but uh, we do want to share more of our knowledge and our thoughts with everybody. So do anticipate seeing more of that. So, alrighty. Thanks everyone. Be safe guys. And yes, John, you be safe out where you're at. I'm glad you're connecting likewise, likewise. with David with Bright ID in Bali. Yeah. How cool is that? That's awesome. All right. See you, fellas. Hey. Bye.